Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Today on CityCast Madison. The search is on for a new leader for Madison Schools. Madison Schools Superintendent Carlton Jenkins is retiring soon. The next leader will have to address teacher staffing shortages, growing student mental health concerns, and stubborn racial disparities in student achievement. So what does his departure mean for Madison Schools? And what do we need from the next superintendent? We asked Madison School Board President Ali Muldrow for the latest. It's Wednesday, March 15th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Ali, hello. Hey, Bianca, how are you? I'm good. It's good to see you. So we've got something before us. The school district needs a new superintendent. What are you looking for in a new superintendent? I think the question is, what does our community need from from a new superintendent? And I think what our community needs right now from a new superintendent is a long-term commitment to our district and to our students and the ability to unite our community in the interest of public education and the ability to make Madison both an incredible place to be a student and an incredible place to be an educator. Um, And so we're really examining, you know, how leadership sets the tone for making sure that folks feel supported in their work. Um, And I think that that's going to be a a major salient theme of the conversation we have about the next superintendent. Yeah, well, we want to know. I mean, it's huge. And, you know, you mentioned looking for a long-term commitment. You know, we heard disappointment around Jenkins' retirement. Is that a sigh of exasperation to have to do the search again so soon? I think Jenkins, in a lot of ways, is a deeply beloved superintendent who people have grown to respect and trust and know over the course of the last three years, because Jenkins wasn't just leading our school district during the pandemic, he was surviving the pandemic with all of us. Um, And I think that that makes people have a a real sense of love for him and a real sense of respect for him. I also think the intensity of the last three years, um, I, I joined the board in 2019. I tell folks all the time, like, you are vetted for hundreds of hours to be on the Madison School Board. People ask you hundreds and hundreds of questions. And nobody ever asked me, what would you do if a global pandemic stopped schools and you engaged in virtual learning for you know pretty close to a year? The last three years have been humbling for me as a board member, and they have absolutely been exhausting, and you feel that on all levels. Um, So the board has, if you go back just, you know, six or seven years, there's nobody who was on the board six or seven years ago um, who's on the board today. If you go back and, and look at five years ago, 
or even when we brought Jenkins in, the majority of the board that was here three years ago when Jenkins started has exited. And I think in part that is because the intensity of the pandemic um, makes it hard to sustain this level of work. Yeah, and I, I feel like the pandemic has just made the workforce so much more tenuous. And I know you talked about this a little bit, but how are you trying to get someone in there that you're like, yeah, we feel confident that they're going to stay for more than three years? I will say in talking about the timeline, the board has no interest in dragging our feet. We feel incredibly grateful for for Dr. Jenkins for letting us know that he's plans to retire and giving us, you know, a really significant amount of time. You know, we're engaging folks who can support this search um, over over the course of the next, you know, few weeks and then making making some pretty strategic decisions about how how we can move forward. Um, The board is already out and engaging the community and listening to folks um, at all four of our comprehensive high schools. So the the work. Once Dr. Jenkins announced that he was retiring, you know, our job was to hit the ground running and to move through this process. And because I've moved through this process twice before, it was easy to outline what our steps to, to you know, hiring the next superintendent really look like. Do you know then you have someone by fall? Like, are you, is there any consideration of an interim? There is consideration of an interim and there is not necessarily a, a guarantee that we would have somebody by August 1st. Um, there is, you know, the hope to bring someone in and start the school year off with uh, by establishing a, a new leader. Um, but again, the timeline is dictated by your ability to do a quality search, engage the community thoroughly, and find the right person for our community. And I, I don't think we can settle for anything less than what is going to work for Madison. What does the superintendent of Madison schools do? Because I'm not, I don't know fully, like, what are they responsible for? They are the executive leader of the organization. And so they're responsible for our administrative team. Um, And so much of that work means that your job is to make sure you have the right people in the right place, right? The right people serving our our students from an administrative level and providing support to our schools. It means that you are, you know, a a very hands-on player when it comes to our, our budget, when it comes to working directly with our board of education and our community and our teachers and our principals. It is a, a really, I guess, demanding and visible position within the community. Um, and it's incredibly important that the person in that role feels good about being in that role and has the energy to, to keep up with that level of work because it is, uh, you know, you're responsible for 25,000 children and over 7,000 people work for this district. We are one of the largest employees employers in the Dane County area. So there's about 2% of school districts that are as big as MMSD or bigger across the country. Um, And so being a leader in MMSD looks different than it does in the vast majority of school districts. We are 53 schools and sites. Um, We are a pretty, you know, incredible entity. And the, the person who takes on the role of superintendent is is the leader in, of, of all of that work. Would you say then that 
you know, you're looking to attract a candidate. It's got the gumption that's got not just the gumption, but the energy you're saying. Do you think Madison is a competitive district to lead from what you just shared in top 2% in the country? I think for size, we we are a large district in comparison to the vast majority of, of districts in Wisconsin. We're, we're the second largest district in the state. I think we're, we're looking for a candidate who is ready to tackle the very complex issues that we face as a community and ready to do that in partnership with us. And I think that means we're hoping to attract folks who are energized and innovative and systems thinkers who can really create the atmosphere and environment that allows for our educators and our students to be successful. And, and I think that we do that as a board by engaging our entire community, by listening to our principals, by listening to our educators, by listening to parents and families and folks who have gone to our schools and folks who have babies in our schools. Um, and we make sure that folks have an opportunity to participate in this search and say what they're looking for. I do think that we're an attractive district. I think that we're a community that is deeply committed to public education. We were incredibly lucky during the pandemic. I know that the pandemic was stressful and hard, but I watched school districts across the country really grapple with whether or not their community would allow for them to engage in mitigation strategies. Um, you know, you saw people protesting masking in school. You saw people protesting vaccination. And we didn't have that in Madison. We had so much support and so much patience and so much grace from people who really respected our, our approach to public safety and our collaboration with experts and allowed us to do our job and do it well. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. You've been through the superintendent hiring process twice now. What might you do differently this time? Oh, that's such a great question. I think, you know, the the first time we engaged in this process, um, you know, when, when Jen Cheatham resigned, I had been on the board for 14 days. And she's the previous superintendent uh, before Jenkins. She was the previous superintendent. And I think there was just a little bit of uh, a lack of confidence around navigating this process and engaging the community in this process. And I think Right now, there there is, for me as a board member, a sense that we as a community know how to do this, we know how to do it well, um, and we know that we have to adapt this process to this current moment. We can't do a search the same way we did it in 2019. We have been, you know, tremendously changed by, by the last few years. And I do think there's the story about the folks 
who are leaving the the district. And there's also the story about the folks who are sticking around. Um, And I do hope that we get to tell the story of the folks who are sticking around because there's a lot of us who really love this community, who really are deeply invested in the success of our schools and our students and our educators. Um, And there's so many people who have been doing this work and are in it for the long haul. And I think we get to uplift that as something that you know, and the next superintendent will will have a community that's deeply engaged and passionate about public education and wants to see our schools, our students, our educators succeed. You just mentioned like you need to do a search differently this time. Is it is it going to be a national search again? I think that you want to have a really competitive pool. Um, and I've done this search actually three times at this point. And so we had a search where we named Matthew Gutierrez, the superintendent, and then the pandemic happened and he decided it wasn't the right time for him to move away from the vast majority of his family or to leave the community that he was serving at that time, which I really understood and respected. Um, but then we went back to to the table, right? And we we opened the search again and, and found Dr. Jenkins and we've been so fortunate. It's been such an honor to to get to work with him. But I think both of those searches, we had a very competitive pool. We had, you know, dozens of people applying to to come work in this district. Um, And so we want a diverse pool. We want a a range of, of candidates. And so I think that it will be a broad search. Does it help if the candidate is like from Wisconsin or, you know, are you guys seeking anyone internally? I think that You want to encourage the people who have been here and know this community to see themselves as as folks who can lead our our district and our community. Um, I think having, you know, I was born here and I know what it means to 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 be part of this community. And I think that that is incredibly valuable. I also think, though, that there's a lot of, of complexity to the role of superintendent, and you need somebody who can execute that role well. And where they're from isn't a, a defining factor in their ability to bring great leadership to this district. Nobody decides where they're born. Nobody gets to decide what their identity is. Um, those sorts of things can't be factors in how we decide who our leader is. You're looking for a boss. You need an executive. <laughs> and you're saying if the right one comes through and they didn't grow up here? I'm looking for a talented and collaborative leader. I'm looking for a talented and collaborative leader who can love this community with their whole heart and, you know, really give give this community what it needs over the course of the next decade. Talking about time, what what's the timeline look like? Like when do you want a new superintendent to be on the job? My hope is that we start off next year in a place of stability and that our students are are coming into the school year and our families and our teachers with a clear expectation of what leadership is going to look like and the direction that we're moving. The importance in finding the right candidate dictates the timeline. And so you want to make sure that you're putting the right person in this position. And that means that you want to do a thorough job and engage the community regularly throughout the process um, and make sure that this isn't a job that you can just kind of pluck somebody out of thin air and expect them to do this work well. This is a job that you have to demonstrate the capacity to execute the role um, with with a great deal of integrity. 
I love, I keep hearing community and community input and the community's role. And like you said, you've had two public listening sessions already. There are two more coming up. What have folks told the board that they're looking for in a new superintendent so far? Bianca, I love the way you started this question because my dad says I say community too much all the time. No, never. (laughs) I love the word community because the word community is common unity. And I think if there's anything that brings us together. What? Common unity. I love it. I had not heard that. Common unity is our kids, right? Like that's what we have in common is I think most people believe that children deserve to have an education that is excellent. Um, And so... We're, we're doing these two listening sessions. We have, we've done these two listening sessions and we've heard some pretty vulnerable and incredible feedback from folks really talking about how we as leaders in this district and board members can address the, the conditions of, you know, the conditions that we ask people to work in and the conditions that we ask young people to learn in. And so I think it is incredibly valuable that board members are engaging with the community and connecting beyond their own immediate network um, and being as available to people as possible throughout this process, because this is a process that is incredibly important to people. And when, when you're talking to people about their children and their families, you're talking to people about what matters most to them. And I, I think that we have to engage in this process in that way with a, with a great deal of reverence for how important the work we do is not just to our students and our families and our educators, but to our greater community. The way we educate people impacts our world. And I've heard Michelle Alexander say this, the safest communities in our country are not the communities that have the most police, they're the communities that have the best schools, they're the communities that have the best opportunities. Um, And so if we want our community to be safe, if we want our community to be thriving, we need schools that bring out the best in our young people. Will the public get a chance to meet the finalists before the board makes their ultimate decision? Yeah, so some of how this process looks like is that we will engage the community to build our leadership profile. So we'll take salient themes we hear from community members and we'll use those as part of how we search for our candidate, right? We'll use the actual terms and phrases that we hear repeated to us. And then that'll go into the leadership profile to find the right person. And then there is the interview process, the finalists, the day in the district where it's usually a 12-hour day. Folks start at 8 a.m. and get done at 8 p.m. They go to our schools. They meet with stakeholders throughout our community. They they sit down and talk with people and listen to people. They let our students ask them questions. Um, so yes, the, the, the candidates who are finalists in this process will we'll come to Madison and meet the community or will be in Madison and know the community, but get to know them in a different way through the lens of what the, the superintendent's role looks like. Ali, thank you so much for bringing us this information about the superintendent search. It, it means a lot to a lot of folks and you know you can hear that in all of your answers. So I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you, Bianca. Thank you for letting me come back and join you. You're our first repeat guest, (laughs) president of the Madison School Board. I feel like you all should do some kind of like SNL jacket, you know, (gasps) and when people get to like five, they get a little a little swag. Because, you know, you'll be on (laughs) 
<laughs> you're gonna get the swag. I, I'm in for it. <laughs> I, I love the show, so I'm I'm really grateful to be on. Ali, thank you so much. That's Ali Muldrow, Madison School Board President. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Bank bailouts. You probably heard about that Silicon Valley bank that crashed over the weekend. Customers worried about the bank losing billions and rushed to pull out their money, but the banks didn't have enough cash. The feds had to take it over. Could that happen here in Wisconsin? Well, the CEO of the Wisconsin Bankers Association says no. She told the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that's because Wisconsin banks aren't that heavily invested in the tech sector. And of course, the spring election is coming up. If you're someone who likes to come prepared and know what you're walking into, (laughs) me, you can now see exactly what will be on your ballot. We'll throw a link to finding your ballot in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a Madison school's parent or teacher about us? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Talk soon. Butterfly in the sky, you can fly twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, reading rainbow.